restart. How's everyone doing out there? Ready for some football talk? And all this politics shit. Uh, it, you know, you're watching the news right now, and man, I'm like having anxiety attacks. Uh, everything is just... The, the end is near, the end is near. The war with Russia and Ukraine. All this stuff. Um, it's just ridiculous. Um, and all the gloomers and doomers on YouTube and uh, everywhere. It's just like... Man, it, it's, they scare the shit out of you. But it's like, the more I think about it, well, in the last like 10 seconds, because my mind's going a thousand miles an hour, the more you think about it, the more you realize these things always work themselves out, and it's never that bad. Uh, Putin today or the other day mentioned something about a ceasefire or. Uh, what what was he wanting for the longest time now I'm going down the fucking political road I didn't want to go down but uh, for the majority of this war he's been saying you know we want a total surrender from Ukraine now he's back down on that and he's going to take a, a little more peaceful road so maybe if Ukraine just shuts the F up and says okay you can have those two territories that identify as Russia anyways and wanted their independence from the rest of us, things will calm down and the rest of the world can get back to uh, normalcy, <laughs> whatever the hell that is. But anyways, let's talk some March Madness briefly and then uh, get into some NFL free agency because there have been some like blockbuster game-changing uh, actions lately. The autumn wind is a pirate blustering in from sea with a rollicking song he sweeps along swaggering boisterously his face is weather-beaten wears a hooded sash with a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. So there you go. The Raiders were... Someone said to me that the Raiders are the only team to have a poem written about them. I find that hard to believe. They were probably the first team to have a poem written about them. But... Uh, that's just fucking awesome. Now I'm laughing again. Uh, so the big dance. Thursday night uh, was upset night. And the first night of the tournament tends to be that way. You know, um, some of the big schools, the big, big boys, they think they're unbeatable, they, you know. Hey, we're number two seed. Nobody can beat us, blah, blah. And then they lose <laughs> to number 15. And that's what's cool about this, you know. Uh, for years and years, uh, in the early 2000s, Gonzaga was like a team that shocked everybody by making the tournament. And then they became like the surprise Cinderella team and then the next year they were Cinderella and the next year they were the Cinderella team until finally it's like 22 years later they're not a Cinderella team anymore they're like uh, favored to win 
So, uh, and they're a perennial number one seed uh, in the tournament. They have been for like the last five or more years. Uh, it, it's really awesome. You know, kind of like Boise State was that uh, magic team in football that beat the Arkansas Razorbacks uh, after Adrian Peterson missed a few games uh, towards the end of what is junior or senior season. Uh, Before Adrian Peterson got hurt, Arkansas was like a national championship contender. And then they end up in some, you know, third-rate bowl game against this little Boise State. And then Boise State does the old uh, uh, Statue of Liberty trick play where the quarterback holds the ball up in this hand like he's going to throw it. And he hands it off to the running back behind his back with his other hand. And uh, then after the game, the running back proposes to his girlfriend, and it's this big thing. Uh you know, that stuff like that's what's cool about uh, college sports. And it's why I honestly like college uh, football, basketball uh, better than professional sports. I, I Truthfully, I, I don't know if I could name five current NBA players. And when I was in high school 27 years ago, hmm. I could tell you uh, every member of the Chicago Bulls' first three championship teams. You know, like the main guys are always there, you know, the main five. But uh, the bench, even I could could get on to the the 12th man off the bench for all three of their first three championship seasons. Now, I don't think I could name five NBA players. There's like LeBron James... Some guy named Harden, I think. And, I don't know, uh, Kyrie Irving, I know him. And, I don't know, some other guys, hundreds of other guys. <laughs> but, even though you can't really, unless you're a diehard fan or there's one guy that's just a phenom in college sports, uh, I can't name... Most people can't name a lot of college athletes, but you can be like, man, Duke is going off this year, or, you know, Notre Dame is, you know, got this defense, or something like that, you know. Um, and speaking of Notre Dame, they've been a big surprise in this NCAA tournament. What surprised me more than anything is uh, the Big Ten is really showing off in the NC2A tournament. Uh, They've been the the strongest conference so far, and they're traditionally a football conference. Um, You know, Michigan and Michigan State, well, Michigan State more lately. When I was a youngin', it was uh, Michigan. When I was in high school, you had the Fab Five, five freshmen that started for the University of Michigan. And almost won the national title from Duke their their freshman year. I remember I had like a $10 bet, which was big money back then, with my best friend over, oh, Michigan, Michigan's cool, man. They're the Fab Five. They're cool. I'm like, man, Duke's awesome. They're like the traditional power. They're going to kill Michigan. Anyways, they they end up winning. I don't think they blew Michigan out. But anyways, that was a long time ago. We were like sophomores or freshmen in high school. Uh, Anyways, the Big Ten has delivered a strong showing uh, in March Madness with five teams pulling out wins on Friday's first-round action. Purdue hammered Yale. Ohio State routed Loyola Chicago, uh, won in convincing fashion. I don't know why they need to say that twice. While Illinois edged Chattanooga, Michigan State clipped Davidson, and Wisconsin pulled away from Colgate, barely evaded a upset 
to get by to the second round. Uh, Thursday, uh, the the first four, the Big Ten is eight and three. Number 11 seed Michigan upset Colorado State to advance Thursday. While Iowa's, Iowa was, that was a big surprise. A lot of people had them in the final four. Uh, and they ended up losing to Richmond. Uh, then you had Indiana lost to St. Mary's. And Rutgers lost to Notre Dame. Notre Dame had to play a special game. Now they have a, a play, a couple actually, play in games on Monday or Tuesday or something. Uh, so, like, if you're on, on the bubble, as they say, you can play your way into the big tournament. So, uh, let's see here. So, the winners from tonight were Duke, Notre Dame, TCU, Michigan State, Purdue, Texas Tech, Auburn, another high seed, Arizona. So not a lot of shockers tonight. Last night was the big uh, shock. Other shocking things going on in the NFL. This is wild. My Raiders. The Raiders. You know, I'm going to take a little break to catch some water and then uh, talk strictly about the Raiders and the Brownies. And the Cleveland Browns, but the Raiders. So the Raiders are making big noise with the big boys in free agency. They made some cuts too that um, I didn't particularly like, but I see you know they need to save a little room and salary cap because these uh, free agents and some of these deals that they're making are costing them a lot of money. And obviously, you know, free agency costs money. I don't know what Derek Carr's deal is going to look like, or if he's even, uh, if they've renegotiated him yet. But he's in the last year of his contract. They just traded for Devontae Adams, the best receiver in football. Um, also, Derek Carr's best friend, period. Uh, they were college teammates. And in college, they were just, you know, like peas and carrots, as Forrest Gump would say. Um, so the Raiders gave up their first round pick and some other draft picks and a bunch of money for, well, they didn't give the Packers a bunch of money. They gave Devontae Adams a bunch of money. But uh, they got Devontae Adams. Uh, I was, you know, I like homegrown talent. That's why I was a little upset when they cut, uh, who's the, the one defensive end? Um, well, it'll probably tell me here. Um, but here we go. Uh, the Raiders made uh, a signing and trade essentially in lockstep. So we're lumping them together. This is from CBS Sports. Uh, the club signed outside linebacker Chandler Jones to a three-year deal, roughly $51 million. Soon after, traded away fellow pass rusher uh, Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, to the Colts. They traded Yannick and Gakwe. And this is one of the ones I didn't really like because I like homegrown talent, homegrown players. Uh, they signed, however, a much needed cornerback, a starting corner. Um, and his name is Rock. His first name is Rock. Okay. His last name is Yasin. Y A S I N. Um, so the addition of Jones and Yassin upgrades the Raiders in two defensive areas. Jones coming off one of his better seasons in the NFL um, has an 
12.7 pass rushing grade per PFF was the second best of his career. He's routinely been double digit, a double digit sack producer, pardon me, uh, when healthy uh, and should form a lethal combination off the edge with Max Crosby. They just gave Max Crosby over a hundred million dollars. The dude's a phenomenon. Uh, he just he's a phenomenal person. Uh, rehabilitated drug addict and alcoholic, uh, and has turned his life around. Um, and he deserves this. The bad thing is. Um, the Raiders drafted Cleveland Farrell ahead of him when the Raiders were like a consistent top 10 draft pick team. Everyone thought Gruden and Mayock would go for this uh, defensive end from Kentucky. Uh, I don't know where that defensive end from Kentucky is right now, uh, but he's not on the Raiders, and I have a feeling Cleveland Farrell won't be much longer either. Uh, but Cleveland Farrell was part of that uh, Clemson dynasty, and the Raiders just drafted like anybody that was from Clemson uh, that one draft. And uh, now Hunter Renfro obviously has worked out for him. I mean, Hunter Renfro almost single-handedly beat Alabama. And then John Gruden screwed with him because he didn't like the way Renfro ran routes. Well, when Renfro started getting in the game, he, he got open every freaking time. And he evades tackles and makes moves. And he's got just enough speed to get downfield uh, over like a slower safety. Uh, anyways, CBS gave uh, the Raiders an A on this. Uh, the Colts get a B plus for the Ngakwe trade. Uh, let's see here. And then it talks about the Pats. But the big thing was the, uh, well, another big thing is, uh, of course, two, <laughs> two former New England guys sign uh, a running back from New England. And this is going to be the Raiders' tag uh, third down running back. Uh, the Raiders, I mean, they've got um, Kenyon Drake and... Um, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is a top five running back if the Raiders get their offensive line together. And today I saw they did sign uh, an offensive lineman. I think it was from the Bills. I don't remember now. But with the when the Raiders get an offensive line together that's a unit, <laughs> instead of a hodgepodge of people, um, they're going to be tough. Uh, Josh Jacobs was third in the NFL in uh, making tacklers miss last year behind Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb, who were considered the two best running backs in football. Uh, they could get Jacobs more involved in the passing game, too, uh, possibly with this new uh, offense. And so, anyways... They, the Raiders signed third down back from New England. And I guess as a running back, he's going to wear number 85 because his grandfather uh, was uh, a legendary Raider. Let's just go to Raiders.com and look at their uh, free agency moves. I don't know why I don't just do that in the first place and try instead of trying to uh, Bing search stuff. Free agency tracker view now. So complete coverage and monitoring. Yeah, okay. Um, Amir Abdullah. I think this is who I'm trying to talk about. Eight years, 28 years old, Nebraska. Recent games.
Well, anyways, the Raiders signed uh, a, a catch, a running back that can catch. <laughs> um, God, I sound like an idiot right now. But anyways, they signed a third down back. Um, now, I I like Jalen Richard, Brandon Bolden, that's who I'm trying to think of. Maybe. Alex Bars, that's the offensive lineman I couldn't remember. Uh, they signed Jacob Johnson, a fullback. Um, they just cut their best, their fullback, who was like one of the best fullbacks in the league. That didn't make sense to me. That's another one, but that was a cap space move, probably. Um, but a lot of these guys, when you're listening to their interviews, they talk about wanting to win. You know, of course, everybody says that, you know, but um, you know, everyone seems really humble. Um, that's the thing I like the most. Now, I say that as, you know, they all come out with their bling and their gold chains and stuff like that. But uh, I like guys with character. So, all right, this is the guy from New England. As a running back, he is going to wear 85 in honor of his grandfather, uh, Brandon Bolden. And he's also, when he was giving his press conference, talked about, you know, helping the other players learn um, the new offense because uh, it's kind of a complicated offense, but Bolden says once you learn it, you never forget it. It's like riding a bike. So that's pretty cool that, you know, they this guy's there to help. Uh, you know, he wants to honor his grandfather and stuff like that. Um, the Raiders signed Peyton Barber, which I thought they had him last year for a while. Uh, they signed tight end Derek Carrier. Um, they have, in my opinion, the Raiders have the two best tight ends in football. I know Travis Kelsey is regarded as the best, but I think athletically and because he's younger, Darren Waller is a, a better tight end. Uh, and then his backup, Foster Moreau, or I really shouldn't call him a backup because they should be on the field at the same time a lot. Foster Moreau, when uh, Waller was hurt, I mean, filled in and didn't miss a beat. He's a little different, but still, uh, he has just enough speed, gr good athleticism, and is a good run blocker or pass blocker if you need him. Um, so I'm going through some of these people from the Raiders it looks like they're talking about some past players because I see Deshaun Jackson on here he wasn't I wouldn't call him a free agent uh, Richie Incognito oh, these are the Raiders unrestricted free agents so these guys might not be coming back. Derek Carrier. Okay. Now this makes more sense to me. Deshaun Jackson. Richie Incognito. I'm not a fan of him. Uh, they say he's a, a nice guy. That he works well with his teammates. So maybe he outgrew some of his assholeness. But he's just not my kind of person. Uh, was it uh, my, my guy... Um, the former coach of the Colts and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who's a commentator now um, anyways he said you know they had Richie Incognito on their draft board uh, in Indianapolis let's just say and it said do not draft character so it was like DND slash C do not draft character. That's how he categorized Richie Incognito. 
after Richie's uh, bullying incidents in Miami. Marcus Mariota is an unrestricted free agent, but I like him backing up Derek because you need a solid backup. Um, I wouldn't say Derek's been a little injury prone, but again, it was in years when they didn't have great offensive lines. So if you put people around him to block, he's going to be, he's great, you know, and he's mobile and athletic. He needs to look to scramble and run for first downs more than he does, you know, but he wants to be a classic pocket passer. Um, but Derek is going to be great. He's always, always in the top five, and people complain about him. Like, oh, he does all he does is throw check down passes. Well, they didn't have any game breaking receivers, <laughs> you know. If you don't have a receiver. They can blow by the safeties. You can't throw the ball deep. And in years when they had that, he he throws the ball deep. In fact, sometimes he throws it too deep and overshoots his receivers. So the dude's got the arm. I want to see what uh, Devontae Adams' 40 time is. Devontae... Adams. Because this is what the Raiders really needed. Was uh, somebody fast. His 40 time is 4.5 seconds. Uh, his broad jump, 123 inches. I don't know what the hell that comes down to. The cone drill he did in 6... 0.8 seconds, uh, 20 yard shuffle, 4.3 seconds, uh, so Adams has had an ACL surgery though, but he came back, and that's not a death wish like uh, it used to be, so... But I'm excited for the Raiders this year. Um, I was at the end of last year. I thought they were just a few puzzle pieces away from going beyond the first round of the playoffs. Uh, they had that before Henry Ruggs crashed his vet. And, and you know, pr prayers for everyone involved in that is all I'm going to say. Um... You know, that, that was just a, a horrible situation. Um, what happened with Henry Ruggs III. Um, so, uh, but before he did what he did, you know, the Raiders' defense was suspect, and it was the offense that was going to take them places. The last five games of the season, when they needed to win out, the defense played lights out. Uh, and Mayock and Bisaccia uh, brought in, you know, cornerbacks to replace guys that were injured. Uh, Damon Armet, Arnett, who they had to uh, release because he was on TikTok or Twitch running around with guns saying he was going to peel some fool's cap. I don't whatever uh, but you know you give these 20 and 22 year old guys millions and millions of dollars and what's going to happen you know um, during one of the Raider press conferences for one of the free agents there you know somebody brought up the Las Vegas atmosphere is this going to be a problem what do you think of Las Vegas and he was like, look, any, every city has its problems. You can't blame Las Vegas. You just got to 
you know, not get yourself in trouble, basically. And really, I mean, what Ruggs did was, yeah, a little too much to drink. He wanted to see how fast his car would go, I guess. And he decided to do it on a residential street. Uh, you know, with Devontae, or Damon Arnett, pardon me. You know, flashing guns and carrying on on TikTok or Twitch or whatever it is. Uh, you know, that's just stupid. That, those are personal things. You can't blame the city. Um, same thing with... Um, Man, a lot of Raiders are getting in trouble when I'm talking about guys with character. Um, Jacobs, Josh Jacobs. He had a few too many drinks on the flight. Ended up going uh, the wrong way or something on an exit ramp. or was He thought he was on an exit ramp and he was on the on-ramp or something leaving the airport. or He crashed his car on the exit ramp out at the parking garage, something like that. You know... Um, those are just things that happen, you know. Uh, of course, though, the Raiders have that reputation from the 70s of being the NFL's autumn wind that'll, you know, knock your head off. And so, yeah, the Raiders need to keep bringing in guys of character, uh, you know, to lead the locker room. And I think they're trying to do that. Um, and Derek Carr is one of those guys and the Raiders really gotta have they have to have depth at these uh, defensive and defensive line and cornerback positions uh, they just released Littleton which I was disappointed in that too he was not a homegrown talent but he was one of the best linebackers a few years ago in football but, you know, they replaced him with somebody good. Um, maybe they'll find somebody good down the line in the draft. But, you know, they got to keep stacking depth on the defensive line and the defensive back uh, end of things. Uh, the pass rusher thing with Letton um, and Gawkway go. And Gawkway was younger. But they brought in uh, another defensive line pass rusher that's uh, got more pass rush moves. Uh, and also, hopefully, uh, there's this big boy from Bama that I hope falls to the Raiders somehow, but I doubt. Um, or maybe they can make a trade to get him. I don't know. But he's like almost 400 pounds and moves like a 200 pounder and he's a, a run stopper and yeah Max Crosby and Ngakwe uh, and even some of the Raiders linebackers got to the quarterbacks last year with uh, I think the Raiders were leading the NFL with uh, pass or quarterback uh, pressures at one point between Ngakwe and Crosby. Um, but they need also need somebody that can stop the run. So a big boy that can rush the passer a little bit but fill up space on the inside, that's really, 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 really going to help the Raiders. The silver and black attack. So let's break and talk. I'm going to chug some Wawa here and talk uh, Deshaun Watson. One of, my, one of my favorite players, man, maybe he's a jerk. I don't know, but he's a Cleveland Brown now. So not a Raider, thank goodness. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, man, he he was uh, the man, 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 uh, with the Texans a few years ago, multi-time Pro Bowler, 
cannon for an arm. Um, carried the Texans. He can scramble his way out of trouble. He can, you know, run, which, you know, uh, is big in the NFL now. A quarterback that's elusive is always a good thing uh, in football. Um, it gives the defenses something else to worry about. In my opinion, the Browns have the three best running backs in football, or three of the best. Uh, Kareem Hunt was another guy who had some uh, troubles with the fairer, fairer gender, had some trouble with uh, uh, of being abusive, but he served a suspension, went to, um, what do they call that, anger management or something, and seems to have turned it around. Uh, he's a threat to, to take it to the house every time he touches it. And then they have Nick Chubb, who's the second best running back in football, uh, in most people's opinion, next to uh, Derrick Henry. Uh, like I said a minute ago, uh, Derrick Henry, in this, it's in this order, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, and Josh Jacobs led the NFL in making tacklers miss last year. So Chubb, he's got the speed to take it to the house, but he's also got that low to the ground, uh, legs like tree trunks, ability to get short yardage, can run between the tackles, and you know, break things open at any any moment. If he gets loose in the secondary, there's not a lot of cornerbacks or safeties even that can bring him down, and he can even outrun some of them if he's got receivers that'll block. Um, one thing the Browns did that I did not like was they released Jarvis Landry. Now that could be like a salary cap thing because they're going to pay Deshaun Johnson some fat stacks uh, to be a quarterback and take them to the next level. Um, <clears throat> so maybe you know Jarvis Landry will be a, a release and re-sign kind of thing because Deshaun Jackson's got to have people to throw to. Uh, the Brownies do have some good tight ends. Uh, they have... Nick Chubb, Cream Hunt, who can catch the ball out of the backfield, and uh, their bench warmer running backs are pretty freaking phenomenal. Last year, I remember picking up one of them last second because uh, Cream Hunt was out, Chubb was out, and I think even Baker Mayfield was out, and this third string running back carried the freaking team. <laughs> It was pretty awesome, really. But let's look at this Deshaun Watson thing. Uh, so let's start with Baker Mayfield. I said when the Browns drafted him overall, number one overall, that it, they wasted a pick. And a buddy of mine who thinks he's a football expert because he was, he thinks he's the Al Bundy of our high school football, but he sucked. Uh, anyhow, uh, he's like, oh, every, everyone's putting down Baker Mayfield. He's going to be a great NFL quarterback. Mm, no. Baker Mayfield had some great games against uh, mediocre teams. But there's always that team or that game that you're not expected to win, but you should win. And that's where Baker Mayfield had his struggles. Uh, the teams that were like, okay, if we beat this team, this is going to put us over the hump and give us that signature franchise win and he couldn't get that win for the Browns 
yeah, you know, they made the playoffs. I think he, he got them past the first round of the playoffs. But it wasn't a decisive thing. Uh, Baker is a great athlete. Uh, I think he can be a great backup in this league. He can do things with his legs. He's got heart. Uh, you know, and he, he seems like he wants to win. He just doesn't quite have the NFL skill set. He doesn't have the height. He doesn't have the arm. He doesn't have the football knowledge. But he tries, and he's passionate. And he was, hey, he was outstanding in college. I remember when Ohio State was ranked really high, and it was the vaunted Ohio State Buckeyes, and Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma came in and um, upset Ohio State. Uh, and he really pissed a lot of us off when he ran out onto the field and planted that uh, Oklahoma University flag in the middle of the Big O on a, in Ohio State Stadium. So Ohioans are not fans of Baker Mayfield, <laughs> but the Browns drafted him number one overall. And that, that was a hard year. I don't know what quarterbacks went after him, uh, and, and nor do I care, frankly. Uh, but he was not a number one overall pick. And the thing about Cleveland is, I say Cleveland is where quarterbacks' careers go to die. They've had so many high draft pick quarterbacks, uh, starting with poor Tim Couch in two, or 1999, great quarterback for college coming out of Kentucky, um, but didn't have the mindset and the ability to you know read defenses, learn complicated offenses, and things that an NFL quarterback has to do. <laughs> um, so. And then, you know, there have been others come through uh, Cleveland since then. Now, you know, they did have a few. They had Jeff Garcia, who was a good quarterback, you know, was NFL MVP and then was not MVP, but was good in, for Cleveland. Uh, with the things that the Browns have done, uh, everyone's blaming the Browns' front office for screwing Baker Mayfield and making Baker want to leave. Baker just wasn't the guy. A buddy of mine was telling me this at the beginning of the season. I'm like, nah, man, Baker Mayfield's good. He's just got to stay healthy. He's got to, you know, let him get, let him get his feet under him. <coughs> and my buddy said... This is just not the guy that can get you beyond the first round of the playoffs and into a championship round. And then I watched some games that were, like I said, those signature franchise games that you want to win. And Baker just wasn't the guy. Now, Deshaun Johnson is, or Deshaun Watson, shit. Deshaun Watson. Johnson, Watson, same thing. Watson is the guy. And I told my buddy, I said, you know, if the if Derek Carr were on the Browns, the Browns would be a Super Bowl contender. And on the other hand, if the Raiders had done what the Browns did to build a team around Derek Carr the way the Browns tried to build around Baker Mayfield. And the Raiders were, are starting to turn that corner now, finally, in Derek's eighth season. Uh, but anyways, if the Raiders would have done this earlier in, uh, in Derek's career, or if they had not uh, gotten John Gruden and Mike Mayock, especially John Gruden... Um, 
Derek Carr would be an NFL MVP. The Raiders would be a Super Bowl contender right now. But the Brownies have went out and got defense, defense, defense. Uh, they got great running backs. Okay? Uh, in a league that is pass-heavy, the Browns can buckle down and run you over. And they tried to get great wide receivers like Odell Beckham Jr., who's good for like one great catch a year, and that's like his season. Anyhow, on to Deshaun Watson. So for the Deshaun Watson trade, the Browns gave up the house. So this is the guy. If not, it's going to be a long few years for Cleveland. So it says, in exchange for Watson and a fifth-round draft pick in 2024. So the Browns don't even get a draft pick out of this trade for two more years. Uh, the Texans will receive the Browns' next three first-round picks, which includes the number 13 overall in next month's NFL draft. And I think that number 13 pick is going to be an Ohio State wide receiver. And it should probably be Chris Olave. Uh, I think Olave is probably the best receiver in this draft. And it's a, it's a draft with a lot of good receivers. Uh, there's also Garrett from Ohio State. But he doesn't quite have, he's got the blazing speed. He doesn't quite have the height. Olave has both. Olave can go up and make uh, phenomenal catches. He could be uh, like Chase is for the Cincinnati Bengals, where Joe Burrow just throws it down there, and he says, I know Chase is down there. He'll catch it. That could be Olave and Jackson. Uh, Fuck. That could be Olave and Watson this year for the Brownies. Uh, So, as well as a third round pick and a fourth round pick. So the Browns gave up a ton of future draft picks uh, to get Watson. So, um, really, other than getting a franchise quarterback with athleticism and a big arm, uh, the Texans won out in this trade. Uh, Watson had a no-trade clause in his contract, and he waived that for Cleveland. Now, we don't know where Baker Mayfield's going to go. I don't think they've officially traded him anywhere yet. But he wrote a love letter to the fans, thanking the Browns fans for the last few years. Uh, This is what got this whole thing churning earlier this week was, whoa, what what the hell is Baker Mayfield posting a goodbye letter for? Does he know something? And then, you know, where would Deshaun Watson land now that his legal, his criminal woes are over? I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, The first place Watson was rumored to be landing was Pittsburgh. Because they need to replace Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, They instead uh, replaced him with the Bills' backup quarterback. Let me search his name. Big Ben finally retired. Bless his little heart. Um, You know, Ben Roethlisberger took a lot of shit in his... Mitchell Trubinsky, that's who the, the... Um, Steelers' new quarterback is. You know, Ben took a lot of flack uh, in his younger day being uh, a perv, allegedly sexually assaulting uh, a young lady in a restaurant bathroom or something. That never panned out. Uh, Thank God it, it, it didn't. I guess it didn't actually happen. Let's just put it that way. Um, you you don't want to see anyone sexually assaulted uh, or anything like that. So, uh, but 
when I worked in Pittsburgh, there were two Playboys. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, in Pittsburgh sports. Sid, Sid the Kid Crosby and Ben Roethlisberger. And like every girl at every bar, every waitress, bar, female bartender, had a story about Ben Roethlisberger and Sidney Crosby asking them out. I had a co-worker who was smoking hot for for a Pittsburgh girl. I would love to have asked her out. She was phenomenal beauty and more beautiful on the inside. And we talked a lot. She's a really nice person. Um, but she had a boyfriend and I was overweight so it didn't work out. Uh, anywho. But uh, she said, you know, one time she was out somewhere and this guy walked up to her and he said, Hi, I'm Sidney Crosby. I play for the Penguins. Would you like to go out to lunch with me? Okay. That's nice. Basically, hi, I'm a celebrity. Do you want to have lunch with me? And I'm sure lunch meant code word for, you know, come back to my house and do the hibbity-dibbity. Uh or something of that nature. Um, but, you know, everybody in Pittsburgh had some story about Roethlisberger at a bar. And there were so many of these stories from people with not good reputations themselves for being truthful. It kind of made you not want to believe it after, like, the hundredth story. Anyhow, so Mitch Trubisky lands in Pittsburgh. He's a he's he's another Ben Roethlisberger, big guy can be just mobile enough to avoid a sack. But uh, we'll see how that goes. I really like Pittsburgh's coach. Anyways, back to Deshaun Watson. So the Browns gave up multiple years of draft picks. The Texans definitely went out in this trade. I give. I don't know what CBS gives them in a score, but I give them an A-plus for this. The Browns have enough good players. They can look at the now, where the Texans, they're a few good players away from being uh, the contenders they were a few years ago when they first got... Uh, Deshaun Watson. So three first round draft picks on top of their own draft pick and then some later round draft picks that they're well set up to be uh, if they make the right picks be a great team here down the line. Uh, says Texans fans Hoped any package for Watson will also include a young player in the deal, which didn't happen. Yeah, they're, trust me, you're glad you didn't get Baker Mayfield in this deal. And Mayfield is still young. Um, if he got on a team that could work around some of his flaws, his weaknesses, and design an offense around him, then you know, he's got enough raw talent to to be there, to be a a good quarterback. But he's not a Super Bowl quarterback. And this is a pass. This is a quarterback wide receiver league now. Uh, you know, I I look at these running backs now, and they're like, man, you know, nine touchdowns. I'm like, freaking Emmett Smith used to average like twenty to thirty touchdowns in his prime. But of course, by <laughs> by the middle to end of his career, he could barely move. Uh, he kept playing well beyond his prime, to the point it was almost you felt sorry for him. But he was obsessed with breaking Walter Payton's record. Walter Payton is still, in my opinion, the best running back, best player in football history. 
good character, good person. Um, some will say Jim Brown was the best player of all time. Um, I, I just don't. Something about Jim Brown's always rubbed me wrong. But he was a great player. Not as good as Walter Payton. Um, so this article says it's almost impossible to say because there's no precedent for trading a franchise quarterback in the middle of his prime. It gets even more complicated when you throw in the fact that Watson still faces a possible suspension by the NFL because of the 22 civil lawsuits accusing him of sexual misconduct and sexual assault during massage sessions. Okay, let's get into this uh, entangled mess. Uh, when everybody was, yay, yay, Watson to Cleveland, Watson to Cleveland, I didn't believe it till I saw Deshaun Watson's official Instagram and it was photoshopped him in a Browns jersey. Then I believed this uh, trade. This uh, He was going to be a Brown. So here's what's been going on with Deshaun Watson. I knew there was uh, sexual assault allegations, but I really only follow the Raiders. So, you know, these things kind of go under my radar. Um, any sexual assault is horrendous. Sexual harassment is terrible. It's just not nice. Um, but here's another article. Uh, let's see here. Uh, from Cleveland.com. Deshaun's, Desha or Watson's future in the NFL has been arguably the most controversial topic uh, in the league over the last year. While a grand jury on Friday decided not to charge him with criminal activity following a police investigation into the allegations, Watson still faces 22 22 you think you'd knock it off after like the first 20 or 21 uh, maybe after never but anyways he still faces 22 civil lawsuits which is probably why he demanded so much money from the Browns he's gonna have to pay a lot of women uh, a lot of money uh, 22 civil lawsuits and will likely be suspended by the NFL under the personal conduct policy for at least the first part of the 2022 season. What's the first part? They play 17 games. Is it an eight-game suspension? Uh, so do the, do, do the Browns keep Baker Mayfield out there for eight games and say, okay, week nine, go to hell, Baker? Um, or do they... They try to trade Baker for um, Deshaun's backup. Uh, of course, Marcus Mariota is out there. And I think Marcus Mariota, even though I want him so bad to stay there, is Derek's backup. Marcus Mariota deserves to be a starting quarterback in this NFL. He started out great. Uh, he fell on some hard times as a quarterback. Uh, maybe he relied on his um, running ability a little too much. But when the Raiders put him in games, he made plays, made things happen. So, but, you know, do you go out there and get a Marcus Mariota and say, okay, you're starting for eight, ten games, and then we're throwing our franchise quarterback in there. Too bad, so sad. Uh, what if something freaky happens, like, you know, Baker hangs around for some reason, even though he's asking for a trade, and he'll probably get it. Uh, whatever, Whoever the Browns quarterback is goes 8-0 or 10-0. Because the Browns have that ability. They have that defense. They have that running offense. Uh, so, like, the Browns are... All right, this isn't going to happen, but 
far off in in the in my imagination. The Browns are undefeated. If Deshaun Watson's suspension is up, do you bench your starting quarterback if he's hot? If you're winning games, I mean, what if they're five and three or you know seven and three, and it's time for Watson to come back? His suspension's up. Now you got a, a, another set of controversies. Um, I think you know Watson's punishment needs to include some rehabilitation, some um, sexual therapy, uh, some Doctor Phil. I don't know what um, Doctor Ruth. Remember Doctor Ruth Vestheimer? The little old lady used to talk about sex in the 80s. You know, he he basically, you know, exposed himself to women at massage parlors, um, asked for happy endings, as they call them. Inappropriate stuff. I, I won't pull punches. But everybody deserves a second chance. Um, I hope the women, you know, they get their their money. They get, you know, uh, they get their justice. And they're able to get therapy, too. Because, obviously, they've been through something traumatic. They need help also. Victims deserve help. But... So does Deshaun Watson. This is obviously a mental illness that he has. Um, a, a predatory problem. I don't know how far these things went. Um, a grand jury decided not to go for, go forward with criminal charges on 22 different allegations. They couldn't find one that had enough evidence to proceed criminally. Um, And here's something you got to understand. When it comes to the grand jury, only the prosecution presents an argument. The defense does not argue in a grand jury. The prosecution and the police present the evidence to the grand jury and the grand jury votes, is there enough evidence to go to a criminal trial? So out of 22 allegations, the grand jury didn't find one that had enough evidence to move forward criminally. So, I don't know all the facts of the case. Grand juries are generally held in secret so that the, the uh, witnesses and the evidence isn't out there for public scrutiny. But uh, he still has to go through 22 civil lawsuits. Uh, Will he appear in court for those? We don't know. Uh, His attorneys can handle the whole thing and say, look, uh, our client did something wrong. He's sorry. What compensation do you want? And then, you know, he's probably got enough money to write checks and, and send these ladies on their way. I, that, I don't like that. That's sad. I feel sad for the women, but that's that's how this is going to play out, you know. Um, you never know. These 22 cases may not even go to court. They could all get paid off and settled out of court. But I hope the young ladies involved um, get treatment and therapy and uh, you know, can move on with their lives um, as best possible. I'm a big, big advocate of mental health and uh, mental therapy. 
and Deshaun needs it. Certainly, the NFL needs to order him to uh, some sort of therapy. And the young ladies need to voluntarily take whatever compensation they win uh, or receive from Deshaun Watson and uh, get counseling as well. So, that's free agency for the Raiders and the Brownies and everything else in between. So, God bless y'all. Pray for one another. Uh, keep me in your prayers, my family. We got some things going on. Um, God bless y'all. Thanks for watching, listening, and, and so on and so forth. In Jesus' name, amen.